This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast hosted by yours truly, Tyler Barth, all the way from Blue Studios out in Westlake Village, California, where we invite our favorite artists to come out and co-host the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with today's special guests. This is the Blue Microphones official podcast out here from the House of Rock in Santa Monica, California. I'm your host, Tyler Barth, with my co-host, Faded Paper Figures. What's up, guys? Sorry, Heather. I know you're not a guy, but you have a guy in the womb. So it's pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. (laughs) And there's a lot of guys today that have been in the studio. (laughs) It's just crazy. So awesome to have you guys out, and we really did spend the day together. All day. True. Yeah, like the entire. We really day. know Quite each other day. now. Yeah, um, you guys arrived. We had no electricity. <laughs> Our pets' heads were falling off. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly, it, what was that like? You guys got to this like mansion in Santa Monica, and like you couldn't see anything because we had no electricity. I didn't even know because there was a lot of windows. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty light. I tried to use the bathroom and it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> and the light switches are pretty high tech. I had no idea what they were, no, so we I didn't attempt to turn crazy. anything on. A lot of technology in this house. When the electricity's on, Kurt. Right. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. It came on. It eventually came on. It's all good. After a two-hour talk, um, we had Thai food. Thai food, Thai yeah. Food. It was good. Yeah. It was good. And then we rolled into our afternoon, and, and you guys made the mic sound amazing. We did three tracks. Three. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, so let's rewind. Our podcast listeners are probably very excited if they don't already know Faded Paper Figures, um, who you guys are, how it all came to be. I know that we're by coastal So, Kale, why sure. don't you tell us all about the group, how it began? Yeah, well, uh, we started in Irvine uh, like five years ago. Uh, my wife, Heather, and I, we, uh, we always would kind of just mess around playing music together and uh we met john at a party one night uh and heather and i were just you know playing some guitar singing some songs and john came over and thought you know hey these guys these guys seem to like some good music so well we had similar ipod playlists oh yeah we That's we true. actually compared ipod we had iPod like, let me see yours moment, yeah. and we put them side by side and uh and compared and and uh it was a good fit so we started making music together and um that's well, I had to, I had to bribe you with some pizza though, as I recall. I yeah. was like, I will buy you pizza if you let me come to your house and record a song, <laughs> and you were cool with it. You were yeah. like, Yeah, let's do it. So, it worked out yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, well, <laughs> and, I mean, I do. Curtain Seb, I know that you spent the day with us. It Five years later, pretty amazing. <laughs> right. Fast forward. Let's yeah. see. Uh, how did it come to be? So yeah, we started as three. That was five years ago, and now uh, we were um, we were just talking about actually. We all we played a show at the Viper Room, which is where we met you, Tyler. That is yes. very true. That yeah. very, our Truth very be told. our very mm-hmm. first show ever. And uh, yep. Kurt, our drummer here, actually happened to be at that show as well. And that was when we met Kurt. And uh, not as a drummer, but not as, as a drummer, a, as a fan, just as someone yeah. that was at the was, show. Ready to party. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was so cool. We just had to have And they're like, who's this guy? Let's get out of here. You yeah. need a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Kurt has set a precedent for all the podcast listeners that like want to get into a group. It's like, 
Definitely go to the group afterward and say, <laughs> I should be your drummer. And then you might get called two years later. Yeah, right? yeah. For, when their next album comes out, they'll definitely email you like, hey, you still alive? And if so, <laughs> yeah. are you still in LA? Word of advice. Try to go to your favorite band's first concert ever. <laughs> if you can do that, you're good. <laughs> it helps. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I will say that that show was fantastic. And I've spent a long time tracking you down. And and here we are finally, yeah. podcast number 100 and something, rather. And it feels awesome to actually sit across from you, celebrate your third album release here at the House yeah. of Rock. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. I can't. <laughs> and what was great was you guys had a killer first album, which was Dynamo. You rolled it into another amazing album. And I'll be honest, I mean, I actually, it was invented all again, right? New medium. New medium. Yeah. That's the single the from the second album was Invented All Again, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But I like New Medium. I actually featured New Medium yeah. on my um, that's a, that's right. a holiday compilation. But that album, to me, the sophomore album, which is very rare, like The Godfather 2, is actually, I think, better. <laughs> you progressed. And the reason right. I tell this story is that I think the third album is even better than the second album. And that's really tough to do as a group. Continually <laughs> make hit records. Thank you. Yeah, so today our podcast listeners have a treat in store as we play several tracks off the new album, which again came out today. Let's plug Faded Paper Figures. It's like a tongue twister saying that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, FadedPaperFigures.com. Got a brand new website. Get there now. There are links to the iTunes store to go buy the album. Right. Yeah. You can buy the album through the new website. Yep. Or on iTunes, wherever. Yep. FP, you can say FPF. That's easier than faded paper figures. Mm-hmm. But that's what the fans. Say. That's the, how the fans that's call it. Yeah. What it, I might have been before FPF was like the way that you guys. That's right. To yeah. Each Maybe other. So. Maybe. Right. Old I remember that first conversation we had with you at the Viper Room. That was cool. That was cool because you're like, oh my gosh, we actually use the dragonfly. Yeah. On yeah. Heather's yeah. vocals, and that's I was right. like. Damn straight, you did. <laughs> <laughs> now we're now we're brothers and sisters. Now we're, now we're family. Yeah, right. Now we're, we're, the, family. we're in the family. <laughs> so here we are, several years later. True. Baby on the way. Group has grown from three to five. Mm-hmm. You guys look sharper than ever. Uh, you become even more talented, as we've talked about. The third being the magical album. Um, and we walk into the house of rock. The electricity. Finally comes on after a very nourished lunch experience where we ate with the electricity people that we bribed <laughs> to, to get the power back on. That's right. And, and the electrician of the house. Uh, a couple other people at the House of Rock. And, uh, I mean, we're a group of, like, 16 people. Got to know each other a little bit better. Um, and then the lights came on. So... Um, I'm gonna go. I'm going with John on this one. John, what did you feel like? You walked finally up into the studio with the lights on. What was that like? Well, I was impressed even before the lights came on. <laughs> <laughs> like architecturally, you're in this space from the 1920s. It feels very sort of old Los Angeles architecturally, um, but each room has its own kind of flavor. Everything looks like. Like thematically, there's the Bruce Springsteen room, there's the young um, hipster room. Everything felt overwhelmingly awesome. <laughs> With, <laughs> even without power, you're saying. Yeah, even without <laughs> power. <laughs> and then the lights come on, and you're like, wow, this is 
a great studio as yeah. well. So yeah. yeah, we were really I excited wish, to be here. I wish I wish you listeners could see these lights. They're beautiful lights. Yeah. And and they are now on. <laughs> and actually if you go to the faded paper figures or the F <laughs> I'd rather just say the whole thing because I don't even know the abbreviation. CVS. Faded, yeah, CVS. It's CVS. It's a great, great drugstore. Great drugstore. But if you go to the faded paper figures Facebook page, you'll see a, a tweet pic or a Facebook pic that you guys shot earlier in the day, and that will take you to where we are currently today. Yeah. It might be a few days back. But a few pictures, yeah. Pictures. We'll keep them up there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's get to the music. People are like, all right, all this babble. <laughs> Just be happy, listeners, that you weren't a part of the first 30 minutes of this before <laughs> the podcast. Um, all right, so you guys came in, rocked the studio, um, rocked the blues. We did a mic tasting. We picked out a couple mics that sounded great on your vocals. Um, John and Heather being the lead vocalists. Um, you, what did you guys pick? What did you, what mic did you use? So I think mine was the bottle. The bottle, yeah, the awesome huge blue one. The big daddy, yeah, yep. the big was, dog, yeah. And uh, John and I ended up getting lucky. The really inexpensive spark ended up <laughs> sounding really great. It sounded awesome. Yeah, yeah. it sure did. And it, it, that's the extreme. You're looking at the you know six thousand dollar bottle <laughs> right. next to the two hundred dollar. You know, I guess I'm just really high spark. maintenance. Yes. <laughs> Just to show you the story of our lives. The story of your lives. She's expensive. <laughs> Congratulations, oh, Kim. And you guys came in and played a few songs. The first song you played was a, your single right now called Holy Smoke. Um, I hold the new album, by the way, in my hands. And I'm very impressed because I asked you to draw on one of our USB snowball mics. And uh, John eloquently drew the faded paper figures cover of the new album called the matter yes um that's a lot of me talking i'm gonna just turn it over to you guys where was the matter written and recorded and then break right into holy smoke the matter was written and recorded in separate locations actually um we have an interesting dynamic john our lead singer lives in the east coast he lives in connecticut and uh the rest of the band lives here. Uh, I have a studio in Santa Monica here where we record everything. Um, and we we write, we record, we work bi-coastally. So uh, very little time is actually spent together as a band. A lot of it happens remotely via video chats and Skype and stuff. And uh, we would fly, when we were working on the album, we'd fly John out about, I'd say, what, every other month or so? Yeah, every two months. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lay down a couple tracks at a time and shoot some videos and do some photo shoots. Uh, you know, we, we, totally not action packed. No, right? no. <laughs> every week that John would come out was was way laid back because no, we were. <laughs> no, it was always over caffeinated. Every extremely yes. overworked. Yeah. Yes. These weeks that John would come out would be. Uh, I'll I'll put it bluntly. It was hell. Actually, yeah. in, in a good way. Yeah, we a loved every. We loved, <laughs> we loved every second of it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think this is a good time to bring this up. Having done three albums now, um, you've got to be really proud to know that you've done it all yourself. I mean, this is a, a group that has labored and done everything, own creative control. Tell us a little bit about that. So it's been something that was both practical but also I think valuable because we liked the idea of always being able to make the kinds of decisions that we wanted to with our with our music with the production 
But at the same time, it also allowed us to live in separate locations and to pursue things on our own timeline. So Heather's going to medical school. I'm a professor, and Kale has his own musical career that he's doing. So it's um, something that's allowed us to continue on in different venues, but at the same time, go full out with faded paper figures. And I always love that technology is what ripped the music business apart, yet with this group, it's what kept it together. Absolutely. It's what made it possible in a way. I mean, we wouldn't exist really as a band if it were not for the kinds of things that on the other side of the coin tore the music industry (laughs) apart. (laughs) So I think we're innovators in a way in that sense. Yeah. And something else we talked about before we dig again back into the album and Holy Smoke, um... I think you were one of the first groups I heard that had co-lead male and female vocals with that whole electro, and then I think folk we could throw in there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. of the tone that you guys had. I feel like you were ahead of your time, because I think there's a current theme happening with a lot of the radio singles that have gone mainstream, um, that same vibe, and knowing that this is your third album, it, it brings me the great pleasure to actually do the podcast on your third album, because I think this is... This is the album that we're going to be hearing a lot more about, Faded Paper Figures. Um, Holy Smoke, take it away, Kale. Um, in, what, in what respect? <laughs> uh, so this Sing is it. a track that you guys wrote together by Coastally, but I mean, when it came together, what's it about? Yeah, like, what's... you know, this song, um, I think it started as a sketch that I wrote. Um, I, I wanted to write something a little louder, a little dirtier a little edgier and uh i just started just started grinding it out sent it to john and uh i remember i was at the uh the food trucks here in la like every friday they do the every first friday they do that massive gathering of food trucks and john had sent me a rough draft of that song uh the first draft of vocals that he had put to my little sketch and uh it was it was the moment when I heard that song. I was like, "Wow, we have we have something special here. We have we're gonna have a really epic album because this song is amazing." He he, he had only sung one verse, and then he even falsetto sang Heather's part. He's like, <laughs> "You can imagine you can imagine what it would sound like with Heather here." And it's <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I could I was I was I was seeing the vision, and and it came together beautifully. So. So without further ado, you guys tracked live here at the recording studio, the Blue Microphones recording studio at the House of Rock. Today on the record release, here we have Holy Smoke off the latest release, The Matter. Play me one for all my lovers 
my brothers Play me one for all the others Who will finally come home tonight keep saying fitted paper figures what's the abbreviation again so i can be cool fpf isn't it cool though that i like say the whole name because i knew you when you called yeah, yourselves that's the whole cool name. yeah it's much cooler. absolutely yeah. but i am gonna i think i'm gonna make that transition now <laughs> fpf okay great um all right so fpf so we now have the second track that you recorded here today um and i know this was a tough decision because you have so many great tracks off the new album um so who wants to take that one? I know the track is called Information Runs On. Yeah, so Information Runs On is um, a song that went through a number of different versions, like many of the other tracks we wrote. And every I think, track. Yeah, like every track we write. <laughs> and this is version 23. 
<laughs> that you're hearing. 23. Some music no historian someday will get a hold of the FPF's no hard drives and, and discover that there are 10 other albums that exist <laughs> in a kind of abstract platonic sense that people never hear. Um, but Information Runs On is a song uh, a little bit about information overload, which is something I think that everyone can kind of identify with. And at their best, I hope the lyrics are both um, intellectually rewarding, but also identifiable even at a kind of gut, immediate level for people when they listen to it. Shall we play it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Fantastic. From the Blue Microphone Studio at the House of Rock, here we have Information Runs On by Faded Paper Figures. <laughs>
PF, we are back. <laughs> yes. Damn. I don't know. I'm just not ready to make that transition. Um, <laughs> it's all good. So, you know, we talked about being becoming familiar with each other, and I met you guys for the first time at the Viper Room, but I knew of you beforehand. And uh, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Mike Rogers, put you on one of his compilations, and the track was North by North. And uh, I feel like for old time's sake, you guys decided as a third song you would give, you would grace the studio with your presence with this track, <laughs> yeah. North by North. Yeah. I want to know though, like because this is when the group was in the same coast true yeah so like how did this song get written and when did you know that you had something magical well this one was was a special one because it was the one that almost didn't exist it was one of those where we had i think 12 11 songs for dynamo yeah Yeah, and at the last minute i came to kill with like a little sketch (laughs) sounds familiar (laughs) (laughs) i said yeah at the last minute i said well what about this i'm i'm booking the mastering for yeah like literally (laughs) this the album is done and i say well before we send it off how about this thing (laughs) and that's never happened again (laughs) (laughs) it ends up happening every album but so literally yeah and um it was one of those things that the stars aligned and the song just kind of fell into place with mm. this kind of perfect mix of melancholy and optimism and we just felt like it captured so much and it ended up being the song that everyone... I, uh, I remember I kept, and on that first album, I remember telling John time and time again that like a lot of his lyrics at the time, the first few songs he tended to write for that album tended to be... Uh, darker and 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 i wanted something optimistic i, I was like john we gotta we gotta there's give, no hope we gotta give them some hope you know i mean this is this is not necessarily welcome to my world <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted something a little hopeful and that was how that song came to be i think it was it was you know despite a lot of the the turmoil and things that we touch on thematically uh i think that song kind of was was a way for us to rise above it And for all the fans listening right now, this is a little bit different version, right? There was some cowbell, like less cowbell, (laughs) more cowbell. We talked about cowbell today. There was a talk of cowbell. Is there more cowbell on this one? Uh, Probably not. No. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) From the House of Rock recording studio, we have North by North by FPF.
dreamers leaving every day to islands on the sea, lands I've never seen. Things will get calmer, follow me. Okay, so I hold this beautiful piece of artwork in my hands, and nowadays it's a it's a treat because everything's digital. So to actually hold an album, um, I have a question though. Okay. Who designed the cover? Because I want to know what this little creature is in the bottom right corner. Mm. An excellent mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that is by an artist named Death P. Sun. <laughs> yes, his name is Death. <laughs> so we called up Death. We had, He's a little, not a we had a little chat with Death, uh, and we said, look, Death, we like your stuff. <laughs> no, he was really cool, though. I mean, I think he's probably had a lot of requests, but he... He actually, he in his own words, and, he says, yeah, yeah um, okay, cool. Uh, I get a lot of bands wanting to use my stuff, but they're not really my jam, but you guys, I guess, sure. <laughs> so he did a whole new artwork for us, and it was it ended up being just 
brilliant and perfect and we're very happy with he's him. amazing yeah, yeah. does yeah. he him draw himself into the artwork <laughs> i feel like there's a little death child in the bottom right corner here i do think that's this his is cat. coming out yeah. that's his cat for sure yeah. Yeah. that's his cat that's his little it's like cat. it's yeah. like the devil meets batman with a couple of yellow things that's right to put it yeah okay that's cool where the wild side is. Mm-hmm. There you are. So here's the good news, guys. Everyone who's listening to the podcast, go out and buy this. It's much more fun to hold. You should also download it on iTunes. <laughs> right. <laughs> or just way. steal it from your local record store. Or, or do that. <laughs> just, just like John used to do. Or get the limited vinyl. And hey, free yeah, download. It is coming on vinyl. It will be on vinyl, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad we get a chance to plug the vinyl. And Absolutely. in order to buy the vinyl, you can go to fadedpaperfigures.com. Right. Yes. yes. It's all connected. That's the site. And when you okay. buy the record, you get the free download. So. That's true. It comes with, with the, the free download. It's two sure. You win. You are marketing. All the time. You get the old and the I've new. I've never heard that before, but that's <laughs> marketing. <laughs> marketing madman. DC, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what DC. happens over there. Uh huh. With the election coming up and all, we won't get into politics. <laughs> all right. So um, you guys wanted to highlight a couple studio tracks off the album, and I believe track one is San Narciso. Mm-hmm. Yes. I said that wrong. San Narciso, yeah. It's close enough. Who who wants to talk about what that song is about? Because it sounds like a city to me. It kind of is. Well, so there's a novel called The Crying of Lot 49 by Thomas Pynchon. And in that, there's a city called San Narciso, which kind of stands in as a sort of parody of California capitalism and America and the sort of over-technologization of American culture. So the song is all about... I mean, all of the references in the songs have something to do with that novel, which is really geeky and annoying, probably. <laughs> but if you read the book, you'll—I no think you'll—you'll you'll appreciate it even more. But I think even on a gut level, there are ways that the the lyrics speak to that condition, which we're all kind of living in, which is information overload again. So. I don't think I'm smart <laughs> enough to be in this band. I feel like all of Jordan's students at Yale right now are like, now I know what I'm writing about for my thesis. Yeah, yeah they know A where plus. to get you. You yes. wrote about my song. Great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so from the third album, entitled The Matter, we have the track San Narciso.
you guys ever see The Usual Suspects? Of course. I love yeah. that movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the name of Kevin Spacey's, like... Kaiser Sose? Kaiser Sose. Yeah. I felt like I had a, I, I might have had a Kaiser Sose moment saying San Narciso. <laughs> <laughs> and actually having heard the track, it sort of reminded me a little bit of, like, great movies. And maybe mm. a movie that needs that track in it. Mm. Being that you've had a good run with shows like Grey's Anatomy. Mm, True. That's true. We should put in a good word here for the the music reps. Do it. Do it. It's a wonderful opportunity. There's a nice little window here. The good folk at ABC, but I think um, we've had songs on MTV and E. We had... My life is Liz and <laughs> yeah. the Jonas. What is it? Married to Jonas. Married to Jonas. We Which I've heard had. is really good. Yeah, we have. I saw <laughs> the episode we were in. Yeah. So <laughs> my only my favorite moment of Grey's Anatomy, um, faded paper figures, was when they played the song Metropolis. There's a moment when a nurse looks down and notice that the patient's urine is darker than it should be. <laughs> and that's that's the moment when they cue Metropolis by Faded Paper Figures. Oh, Which so. was actually the second single. There you go, that. from yes. the first mm-hmm. album. Yeah. And, and, and you should know that we wrote that song with that scene in mind. Actually. Yeah, we, we were thinking of Dark Urine. <laughs> we're like, hmm, this song. Dark Urine, This song speaks to me about oh, urine. Now I can ask you a question I've never asked before on the podcast. Now that I... Now that we're in All this right. whole like cinematic <laughs> moment, yeah. Um, okay, so for San Narciso, for all the movies that have already been out there, mm. what song or what movie does that song belong in? Wow, that's a good question. That's right. Should we pause? Should we go grab a beer while we wait for that? Not everybody grab a beer. I, you know, maybe actually, me. I have the answer for you. Okay, great. It's it's easy. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Definitely. Blade mm. Runner. Because right. okay. because See we sh- we did a photo shoot yeah, in the Bradbury building where they shot Blade Runner the day before we finished that song. That's right. And that synth is the, the Blade Runner synth. synth. Yeah. At the beginning, I kept referring it to as the Blade Runner intro. Uh, yeah. Because that, right. that was the inspiration. 10 other synth lines before it. And it yes. was me like. <laughs> and it ended up on the Blade Runner one. Well, because I was clawing for Blade Runner. Yeah, he was I, rooting for Blade like, Runner. John, uh, me, I was like, we must have the Blade Runner synth. <laughs> yeah. well, there was, there were ten, there were actually about ten other it, versions of the intro for that song. Yeah, on we the had table. the Space Odyssey two thousand and one. Yeah, the synth. Space Odyssey one. Uh, there yeah. was also we the, had the Dumb and Dumber, the harps. No, we didn't. So, that one. Uh, what, what you guys are saying is that this song is way ahead of its time. Oh, for sure. Or behind. Or behind. Look at, it's just not of this stuff. Bottom line, it's, it's a Harrison Ford fan. <laughs> Is this pre-rehearsed? Have we been doing this no, all day? No. no that, was, that was, by the way, genius yeah. that you could pull that out. Because it, it does feel that way, and totally I'm glad I asked the right question there. I that sort of feel like a genius. Question. Well done. All right, so that's good. Um, okay, now the second track we want to pull from the album. Um, I know that this we, we had like a debate on. And I said, for the most part, for anybody that's listening to the podcast that's st- still around, they're going to want to hear something that may not be the second single, but may have deeper meaning mm-hmm. to the album. So who mm-hmm. wants to talk about this track? John, John probably. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay, so this is Pantechne Driver. And you know why I wanted you to say the title? Just so that you pronounce it right. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... Um, so this is one of those songs where I think Kale is at his greatest genius. So the song doesn't do what 
typical songs do. And, and for this, it was hard for me to write lyrically too, because unlike other songs that come around again to verses and choruses, this is kind of its own epic journey. Things begin, they progress, they end up in a totally different place. So it's the perfect song to drive to, but then it was also very hard to write to. And what I ended up doing was um, lyrically uh, appropriating all of these images from an old novel called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And what I imagined was this artist technologist who has perfect control of his bike as he moves through the landscape. And this ended up being sort of standing in metaphorically for someone who controls all of Techne. Techne, this is something that fans don't know, but is probably helpful to understanding the album, which is Techne is the root, the, uh, the Greek root for the word technology. But back in ancient Greek, it meant art and craft. So Techne refers to both technology, but also art. So someone who uh, we would call the pan techne driver is the person who has absolute control over art and technology. And in my mind, that's kind of a tribute to my songwriting partner, Kale, who I think of <laughs> as the master of art and technology in a way. Thanks, John. There you go. There you go. He Aww. might have blushed a little bit. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he did. No, it's interesting to hear you say that, John, because I've actually never really heard your perspective on it. But uh, when, when, <laughs> yeah, I wrote, when, when I wrote that song, <laughs> when I wrote the music to it, anyways, it's interesting how synced we were because, honestly, I, I had, like, a journey in mind when I wrote that song. It was something that starts in one place and takes you somewhere else along the way, and it, and it even stops along the way to get out and smell the roses you know it's it's uh it was a journey for sure and that's that's it's funny how that went perfectly together yeah and it could get I, the conversation could get even more complicated but i think that's a fair place yeah. to leave it actually <laughs> we'll leave it at that like, once yeah. again i'm not smart enough to be in this band <laughs> <laughs> thank god it's in four four time <laughs> but is it i don't know <laughs> without further ado off the latest release of The Matter by Faded Paper Figures, we have the track Pentechne Driver.
another so PBR. Here's what's great about where we're at right now. The podcast is nowhere near over. Our listeners are in it for the long haul, or they've gone to sleep. Stick <laughs> around. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> but I will say this. Um, you know, these, these podcasts can go one of two directions. It can be the Tyler show, or it could be the artist show. And you guys, I've learned so much already, and we're only through the first two segments of the podcast, that uh, I'm looking forward to the third segment. And for those who continue to tune in, this is the part where I ask everyone in the group to give me a track, any track that exists out there, um, and that, that might have an associated story and maybe meaningful to them. So, um, you know, Seb, we haven't heard from you in a while. I thought this might be a cool opportunity for you to tell us about a track that you might have a story about that we're going to share a snippet of on the podcast. Okay. Um, the track I am going to choose is by Telekinesis, and it's called Coast of Carolina. And the reason I chose this was like three and a half years ago, I moved out to L.A., and when I did that, I brought one of my coworkers in the moving truck with me. We drove straight from Denver to Los Angeles. Um, Total running time there? Well, all right. We did stop for like 45 minutes in Nevada so I could sleep in my car. And but, by the but, way, and but nobody like, drives straight through unless they're on like meth. Like, yeah, just, just not. Like, I was feeling pretty <laughs> ragged by the end. But um, yeah, I think it was about 20 hours altogether, maybe 21. Um, but anyway, this guy that I was with, the only album that we could both agree on to listen to was Telekinesis's album at that time. So I think we listened to it probably somewhere around 20 to 23 times. <laughs> <laughs> so like that song was my theme for like the entire move out here and just getting started out. So that's like your L.A. song. Yes. So it's yeah. about an like hour total... per play. Is <laughs> where well, not even that. It was like... I think you it was can like, add fast, too. It might have even only been like 35 minutes per place. So it could have oh, gone more so than you that. You might have yeah. been up to like 40. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you're like, let's do it. I heard real. it a lot. Like, I'm sick of this, like, I don't know, Britney Spears stuff. Yeah. It's getting in the way. Let's just keep, let's just keep that on repeat. Um, fantastic. All right, so here we have it. Uh, from Telekinesis, the track is Coast to Carolina. Calm down, come quickly. Look at the lights in the big city. Sewer smoking, what the hell? Is it toxic? I can't tell. When I wake up, twist and turn. Feel my insides bubble and burn. Constant conversations with myself. Ironically, taking you to the East Coast via the song title, but making his way to L.A. And we're glad you made it to L.A. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Seb, I got to be honest. We, we connected, and I don't know about being honest, but we can just say that we both we were in Colorado for schooling. It's true. And yeah. uh, you were at Denver and I was at Boulder. And uh, there, was actually, of, there was a lot of love actually between the campuses because the girls at Denver put out. <laughs> Boulder too. <laughs> it worked out well. You're like, I went to Den You're like, I go to Denver, and all the Boulder girls are like, we love you. <laughs> you're, you're, what is the highway? The 36 to 25. What is it? 70. Yeah, well, 36 to 25. That was what that, connected our yeah. two schools. The next stop on our tour 
<laughs> Definitely Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> Says the married couple who we're, we're going over to. Um, all right, so Kale, tell us your track. Let's see. I had to think hard about this one. Uh, I came up with Via Audio's track called Presence. Um, just because it's a fun tune. Uh, it's nice and nice and upbeat. And uh, it stuck out to me for some reason. It's just it was the first one that came to my mind uh, <clears throat> that I remember vividly having an epic road trip to. And since we're on the topics of epic road trips tonight and journeys, um, my wife and I had taken a trip down to Mexico. Uh, we just drove <laughs> down. We actually went down there to get drugs, uh, but not the kind you're thinking of. We went down there to get some prescription medicine that I couldn't afford. And uh, it's super cheap down there. You don't even need a prescription. It's amazing. Anyway, it's called marijuana. <laughs> Legal in the city. It cures everything. So we go down there, and uh, and I was like, hey, we'll be in Mexico. We might as well make this fun, you know. And uh, so we spent like I don't know four or five days there, yep. driving around and uh, taking pills. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was a fun time. <laughs> this podcast just went from G-rated to explicit. <laughs> No, uh, it, it was migraine medicine. Let me set the set the record straight. But uh, uh, we get down there, and we were driving around. We we went down with some friends of ours, and um, I remember putting that tune on, and the buddy that came with us, he couldn't get enough of that song. I mean, I love that song, but this guy was like obsessed with it, and every time he just keep hitting repeat, you know, every and we probably listened to that song fifty times and like Seb's it's a story. good song in a couple days. It's very similar to Seb's story, um, and I only remember we were driving to the Bufadora. I remember that driving to the Bufadora, <laughs> and uh, we we opened the sunroof, and I was driving. While Chris, the, our friend of ours, and I were both sticking our heads out the sunroof, driving down this dirt road in the middle of nowhere, Mexico, listening to that song as loud as our speakers could go and singing out the sunroof while the sun was shining. And it was it was a beautiful moment. Hmm. Nice. Without further ado, I present to you the track is Presence, the group Via Audio. Here you have it. funny we're talking about road trips because I when it. i used to go from la to boulder and i didn't do that all in one night um, <laughs> i would always be in the most like annoying situation with somebody that like would put a, a cd in and listen to like two minutes of the song and then pull it out and then put another one in because you had this like huge cd jacket we didn't have digital music then 
and you know this is like 98 so you'd listen to like two minutes of like snoop dogg and then we go to dre and then like (laughs) it was crazy because it was the most annoying thing ever because you were focusing on the road going 75 miles an hour and the person next to you had like the worst taste in music (laughs) um and i will say this and for anybody that wants to challenge me please do from the years 1995 to 2000 i want you to name me a band that was born in that era that still tours successfully and made a brilliant album 95 to 2000 and like, mm. and, and and they had to have been born in those days. Oh, you said brilliant because okay. I was gonna say Backstreet Boys, <laughs> but then I, I was did like, use oh, never the mind. word brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I did so not, not sold a million albums because of Paola on radio. Never but <laughs> since we really took it to that that point, but like, so of course I'm driving to Colorado, and the reason why people are only playing like two minutes of each song is because Chumbawamba, Chumbawamba, you can only take like I was gonna two say, minutes of that song. I was going to say. Um, tub thumping. That, <laughs> but like, you get up again. But you, That's right. <laughs> and like, it was just, it was a terrible era of music. And now I understand why there was just so much like CD change. But little yeah. did you know that that was just a precursor for the iPod, you know, like that's, they were ahead of their time, you know, like a CD here, <laughs> one song there. That's, that's right. That's the culture we live Shuffle. in now. And I think we're onto something because that's exactly why the iPod was originated because there was so much bad music made from 95 to 2000 <laughs> that somebody's like, wow, 2001 comes around. We got to like, be able to skip over this stuff yeah, a lot we gotta faster. Get, we got to get past all of this crap that's being made. Um, all right, Heather, you ready? Yes. You're I'm representing ready. you and your future son. Oh, oh, wow. That's a lot of pressure. pressure. A lot of pressure. What's the track? Well, so my track, it's kind of nerdy, actually, but um, since I'm in med school, songs that have, like, a physiology type of image really, like, I don't know, does it for me? Like, when I just hear it, I'm just like, oh, that's She's so like, cool. Ooh. I know. I get the, yeah, chills. So the track I picked is St. Vincent Marrow. And I just have to, like, read a part of the lyrics so you know what I'm talking about. It says, muscle connects to the bone and the bone to the iron and the marrow. I wish I had a gentle mind and a spine made of iron. So, yeah, I just, and plus I just love St. Vincent. She's just such a powerful, like, I don't mm, know, musician. Yeah, I I kind of look up to her and I kind of, you know. We went to the band amazing. to her yeah. show last year. We right? went to her yeah. show and she's just amazing. Like, she's on the awesome. stage and going crazy and she writes awesome songs. Yeah, so. it's been a big influence, I'd say, recently for us. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. All right, so the track is Marrow. And the artist, St. Vincent. Here you have it. So the reason why I love this part of the podcast is because we couldn't be in a further direction with the first three that we've started. Mm. I mean, they've all been clearly meaningful to the three of you, but I'm not sure that the same person would ever put that on a playlist back to back to back. That's right. fun for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Um, John, you're now up. Okay. So this is clearly the, f- <laughs> no four songs have ever been in this order. Um, <laughs> no, no playlist has ever gone this way before. So my song, the song that really spoke to me when I was a, 
when I was a young adolescent uh, growing up in Utah was The Smiths, uh, Still Ill. And right at the beginning of the song, it speaks to uh, the sort of incipient cynicism I was feeling as a young lad <laughs> growing up. He says, I decree today that life is simply taking and not giving England is mine and it owes me a living. There's a kind of a handsome terrorism to Morrissey that's always spoke to me. And when he says in the song, um, does the body rule the mind or does the mind rule the body? I don't know. There's a kind of brilliance to it that when I was, when I was growing up, it, nothing in my culture seemed to express the, let's call it the fury <laughs> that I felt <laughs> growing up. And except Morrissey, he seemed to be a kind of, there was a sort of ambivalence to him about life and about everything that seemed just right. Um, and one funny story about this is recently I've, I've been introducing my kids to Morrissey and the Smiths, and I played this song for my son. And when he heard the line, does the body rule the mind or does the mind rule the body? I don't know. He said, well, duh, it's the mind rules the body. It's easy. <laughs> like, there's no question. And I just said, wait till you're 14, son. <laughs> wait That's till actually you're brilliant. Yeah. We should bring your son on next podcast. He'd love that. Because <laughs> yeah. I think we were talking about getting somebody that played the cowbell. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would He'd be, he'd be a good cowbell. John, what's player. your son's name? I have two sons, Miles and Harry. So Harry was the one that was fairly sure that the mind rules the body. So is Harry the cowbell guy? Or he the could shaker? totally bring it. Yeah. Okay. He would do it. Bring it on. All right, Harry. This is a shout out to you. Here you have it. Without further ado, we have the track. Still Ill by the Smiths. I decree today that life is simply taking and not giving. England is mine, it owes me a living. But ask me why and I'll spit in your no chance these four songs ever existed in a conversation <laughs> before and kurt i mean i don't know if your tracks are really gonna help things mm. um who who did you choose man this is tough what what did john say still ill that Smiths. was my answer but he took it <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because i mean ever since i can remember being self-aware there has been some song or some album that has like cataloged my life being from when I had this little silver tape recorder that, you know, pre-Walkman days where I was listening to Hall and Oates, great, Hall and Oates greatest hits and Thriller, and I thought I was Michael Jackson for probably about nine months of my life. Um, but uh, I would have to say, like when I was in middle school, I heard Fugazi for the first time. And... Um, I got 13 songs, and it was different than anything else that I had heard at that point when I heard Waiting Room, because it was almost like an organized sort of chaos at points, because it was this 16th note groove that the drummer laid down that was so pocket and so tight, and you would just bob your head to it, but then they had this uncommon pause 
you know, whether it's complete silence or I don't know, a couple bars or whatever at the point. And then, uh, then it came back in, then the weird breaks in the middle where the different instruments would come together. And it just, I was like that, wait, I'm confused, but that's awesome. And <laughs> you know, it, it, when I was what seventh grade, I was, it was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. I love how you know drummers are always impressed when they're confused. Yeah, I'm like, what's wait drummers, a minute? Drummers oh, are never happier except uh, for when they're confused. Why did you stop and then you didn't tell me how long and then you started again? And I, I love it. Where you were starting. Oh. Kale, good call. Good Kale, call. totally. Good. Right on, right on. Um, but yeah, so when I, I heard that and then you know it, it starts out with this driving bass line. And then just goes into this pocket groove and then, you know, crazy breakdown in the middle, then just gets big at the end. And, you know, when you're in middle school and you have this about to be teenage angst. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the fury. Yeah. The fury. The fury. Yeah. the fury is about to drop. Literally. Yeah. Um, Shout anyway. out to my colleague, Caleb Smith, who called, who told me that that was the best name for it the fury the fury adolescent angst yeah that's what it is caleb knows what he's talking about apparently (laughs) um so i'd i'd have to say that was um it's still i can still listen to it and it still evokes some emotion you know um is it exactly the same the first time i heard it when i was 12 um, that remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. I don't even know. Maybe it does. That's, that's the best yeah. part about this podcast. I mean, <laughs> right now, I've, I've, I've really, I, I it, feel like this worked out really well for everybody here because I did see yourself like look, either look at your cell phone for a lyric or just sort of like look at the ceiling saying, I can't believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> yeah, and, and because everybody else had a cool story about their song, and you I really confused. don't, except I was in middle school in Landover where it wasn't cool to listen to music like that. And I was like, I can't not listen to music like this because it's so cool. Even though, I mean, I have a very eclectic palette when it comes to music from hip hop. First time I heard Tribe Called Quest, I was like, this is my favorite band. But at that that point when I heard that, um, I heard Fugazi. I was like, that's my favorite band, you know, or that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And, you know, um, so it, it kind of stuck with me until, you know, eventually five years later, I know how to play every drum part on the album. <laughs> didn't even know at that point growing up growing up outside of dc that they were from dc that ian mckay was in minor threat the whole straight edge thing i had no idea <laughs> without further ado kurt great call, great call. <laughs> um we have fugazi the track is waiting room here you have it people who are listening to the podcast do not know is uh the gopro camera went out and probably the best part of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) in the last 10 minutes well we replaced 11 batteries and then finally we found one that worked we solved america's political problems in the moment it's it's fine just leave it just leave it playing keep it rolling so the Mm. good news is anybody that's still watching is now fade to black and uh we are 
We there are bu- there are buzzes, there are beeps. Anybody's cell phone want to ring? No, it's fine. Let's see if I can make that. What they don't know is John is stripping his clothes off right now as we speak. John. Yeah. Keep your clothes on. Uh, so unyell of you. First naked right. podcast. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. Not true. Oh. <laughs> I'd expect that. From I don't know. It'd be somewhere professor. like around the seventh or eighth, but the it's still like cool. Yeah. Anytime I have an all-girl group, we all get naked. It's just so much more exciting. So much more to talk about. So for all our podcast listeners, I have a house pick. Um, This week, I picked an artist by the name of Blackbird Blackbird, who is a one-man show uh, out of the world of Folktronica. And the track I'm highlighting is All. Um, Just released a seven-song EP on October 16th. This is the single off that EP, and I'm going to play it for you. How's that sound? Sounds awesome. awesome. All right, here you have it. Here's All by Blackbird Blackbird.
feel like you guys should be doing a show with him in San Francisco like yesterday. We would love that. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh... Yeah. When we played the what did we play the Elbow Room. Elbow Room. Yeah, yeah that was a That's good right. show actually. San Francisco, San Francisco was awesome. Was digging us. Yeah. yeah. We loved mm-hmm. it. it was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. We have a good sound for San Francisco, and there's no reason why you shouldn't play San have Narcisco. all of Blackbird Blackbird's fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly, I, I I think that there's a good synergy between the two groups, and uh, if you're listening. Mikey, who is the Blackbird Blackbird guy, uh, you should get in touch with Faded Paper Figures. Let's be friends. Be let's be friends. Yeah. Let's, we want to do let's, some new should shows. Should we be friends on, on like, MySpace? Be like real friends. Uh, on Friendster. MySpace. We just updated our Friendster page. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up there. Make out club too. Yeah. We're going to do some well. new shows in <laughs> December, so maybe we could make that work. That would be cool. And I will go, okay, this is a promise. I can't make a lot of promises. I cannot keep a lot of promises, but I will keep this one. If you guys go to San Francisco, you guys play with Blackbird Blackbird, which maybe we should just we should just email him after this we should. podcast. Yeah. If you guys play together, I will go to that. Cool. But if You'll it's December 15th us. where I'm going to the Stones, it's the only exception. Happen. All right. I will go if it's on my birthday and any other day. Christmas, I'm in. Fair enough. Awesome. I'm not doing anything that day. It might actually happen that day. Uh, we are planning a tour around that time in December. So, not really, Christmas, stay tuned. Christmas? Yeah. Not Christmas, no. but okay. early December fifteenth. Oh, December fifteenth. <laughs> oh, sweet. Today. We'll just Perfect. have to do anyway. fourteen. <laughs> All right. So back to the basics. Um, we have the third album, The Matter, out by Faded Paper Figures. Go to Faded Paper. <laughs> Go to FadedPaperFigures.com. All the goods are there. Um, brand new website. You guys have a huge tour ahead of you. Um, I know 2013 is going to be magical. And uh, anything else? We hope so. Yeah. We just feel like we, I mean, a quick shout out to our fans who have been with us from the very beginning because. Because I was a fan. Right. And (laughs) now I'm playing drums for you. So. Right. That helps. Anything can happen. (laughs) Keep on believing. No, I mean, I think we've had people who all along who've had us as kind of a favorite and. I mean, we just can't be everyone's favorite unknown band forever. We just can't. At some point, everyone has to kind of Again, John, just keep on believing. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the Yale campus will do to you. you By the way, as the album drops, I love that. (laughs) Dropping today from the Blue Microphone Theater at the House of Rock. Um, No, truly, I know that this has been a long day, so I can be really candid and that's that we're we're eclipsing 10 o'clock tonight you guys got here at 11 today this is a this is a 11 hour day this is overtime for most people unless you're in the music business and this is a this is a, a, this is a short day a normal day just sleep, how we maybe. roll yeah so it gives me great pleasure to thank you guys um it was, it's amazing to have you on the podcast and, thanks for having uh, us yeah, yeah thank you i look forward to the fourth album but let's enjoy every day that we release <laughs> this new album oh. and uh for all the fans out there they will be making it to the east coast i hope yale college hopefully yale soon. university yeah. yale college hopefully. whatever it may be it's, right? it's, it's a university yeah assignment yale number two due on wednesday <laughs> <laughs> buy the album share it Facebook it, buy it for all your friends and family. Please. Yes. And uh, again, fittedpaperfigures.com. Thanks, guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Cheers. Uh-huh.